So there you go, there you go. The Free State Fashion Week is returning for the 2022 edition. The event took a two-year break due to the COVID-19 global pandemic mm-hmm. and uh, the second designer to collaborate with international retailer H&M. She's in the studio dressed in black. She'll be like, I'm Shade is a black, the black one. The only thing is, so it is sneaker. Clean. It is sneaker. Clean. I love your pants. Calibua. You love those pants. Unisex. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could rock these. Ah, easy. Easy, easy. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, free State Fashion Week is be human, you know? Yeah. I mean, how have you chosen to interpret uh, this theme? I think we've been forced to be human in the last couple of, of, of years. Yeah. But uh, I'm showcasing a collection called Signature. Okay. And um, this will, it takes a form of, well, it's a it's an expression of identification. Yeah. Of our excellence, craftsmanship, uniqueness. And, and I think those are things that we strive for as human beings, mm. just as, as, as human beings, just to be better at what we do, to settle in yeah. what we do, but and settle in the best way possible yeah, in the yeah, best way possible yeah. and i think i'm just living my life through what i do and i think that's that's human enough you know for me and uh, um agreeing to do the master classes is a part of it's an extension of the of the of the um, the 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 topic for the for the for the event. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you about hosting or holding class. that master class yeah. at Fashion Week alongside Harald Harald Johan Kutsia. Yeah, he was here in the studio last week. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. It was That's very nice. Very very nice. Yeah. So, what will be covered in the master class, and who, you know who will be in attendance? And I'm sure ever everyone who's going to come through, they're going to be excited. Yeah, I've got people question sending me. after question. That I love it. You yeah, know? I also feel I've, I haven't done that enough. You know? Yeah, yeah. Where I you can just see you. stand there for two hours in that space. and just talking to people and I people can see you in that questions. space. So I think anybody, anyone from fashion students to fashion mm. lovers, yes. fashion stylists, writers, fashion writers, and um, I. My plan is to tell stories mm. at this masterclass. Mm. So significant stories of, you know, um, things that have happened in my life. How, how I dealt with a, situation, which is with a certain situation, what I learned from it, how I got into it, how I ended up. And, and just break it into 10 interesting stories so that after the masterclass, someone can say, you know, that story about social media. Mm. You know, like I learned... I learned about social media a couple of years ago. Mm. I'm not as far ahead as I would my competitors are, but that's because I was busy crafting, man. I was yeah. busy. I was busy building. Yeah. I was busy building. So I You were building something I solid. I was building something very solid. Yeah. And I needed to do it without the noise. And when I did get onto social media it's because I actually had a product and I had something to offer. Absolutely. But um but that was a journey. I remember a moment when I said, Okay, I understand now the importance of it and I want to share what what is what that is like because a lot of us in the fashion industry a lot of people are still not on social media. A lot. No, and that's true. And people who are in our industry can really use it. You know, it's it's our own magazines, our own platform to tell our own stories and our own voices and our at our own time, on our own terms. So, so I'm going to go into little nuggets like that and talk about you know how to care for your clients mm. and how to, but in storytelling form. So very short stories, very short stories, ten um, significant you know stories that have kind of shaped. Um, my 
uh, my journey, you know, yeah, in, ex- my, in my career. Excellent. So, so um, I understand you grew up in, in Kurunstadt in the Free State. I know David Gau, David Gau is also from there. Just Leon. down the road from me. Yeah. So how did your, you know, your upbringing influence the key elements that make up the, the Mansu brand? So, <laughs> so and also, I grew up, how do you even break it down to your parents? Because you know I, know, I talk about it all the time. Like yeah. our parents, they see you, they see a lawyer, an accountant, what, 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 what? Isn't it? DJing, acting, fashion designer. It's like people frown upon those, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they don't understand. Yeah, especially back then. So, I, I'm lucky in that um, my father is a creative and my ah. mom. My mom is an intellectual, so ah. um, she's always, she taught my brother and I, we were taught to express ourselves, my brother and I. I have a sibling, he's a graphic designer, he does all of our graphics at Mansu, and uh, we were taught to express ourselves. So ah. on birthdays and, and you know, Mother's Day, you know, special holidays, we were forced to create something, perform something, write something, you Say know, something, something, something <laughs> perform, do something, create something. You don't have to buy anything for us, but just be creative and put together a, something that expresses what you would wish to say to us. That's one. And then um, how my upbringing influenced me is that my grandmother worked at a CMT. Yes. So, and I grew up with my boy cousins. I Can was you the only girl. Us what, what's a CMT? CMT, it's, it's, it, it stands for cut, make, and trim. Mm-hmm. It's basically a, a term for people yeah. who work at a, at a factory. So, at a clothing factory. Yeah. So, she, she, I was the only girl. So, she would make clothes for me all the time. Ah. So, I grew up quite comfortable with the idea of getting clothes made for me. That's one. Designer and then secondly, clothes. designer clothes, designer, bespoke, yes, Baba, yes. bespoke. Wow. And then my mother got into bot- into buying clothes from boutique. She got into that quite early, which, mm. I mean, is quite unheard of. I mean, back then, they were, she was not making a lot of money, yeah. but she would buy such quality clothes, you know, for, for her and I. I'm the only girl. So, mm. one, two, one, two. One, two, one, two. So, she would buy these, these high-end clothes for me that I did not think were cute anyway. Uh, but I wore them and they lasted forever. Yes. And I think that taught me a lot about quality, taught me about a lot about style, a lot about uniqueness and just made me comfortable in that space of manufacturing, of taking an idea from, I mean, I would go to bed with no, with no skirt. I wake up and there's a skirt on my bed, the skirt in the lounge waiting because my, my grandmother made it. And I, I've always loved the idea of, you know, creating something out of nothing. And how old were you then? I mean, do you still I remember? Was, I was, I was under 10. Under I was 10. under 10, yeah. I was and I mean, 10. do you, obviously, you know, kids at that age are not materialistic. No. They're not fashion savvy. Because I was going to ask you, you know, how did people respond, you know, with your I mean, there were, some clothes. outfits were quite a hit and some mm. were just all around weird. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the ones were that were hit, you know, yeah. I made up for the ones that were not so cool. But I was quite comfortable with yeah. that. I was yeah. quite comfortable with that. I think this has always been a space for me. Um, besides the fact that my brother's three years older than me, and 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 I've always, I've, I, I mean, he was my role model, and he would create stuff just yeah. out of his more. Yeah. He likes to paint. Mr. Magic. Brush. Yes. Mr. Magic. So I've always admired that quality in him, but I didn't know that it would be fashion for me. Mm. I just knew that I I have the same, you know, quality, mm. talent. Yeah, it's the Glenzido Superdrive. It's Radio 2000. What time is it? 
Okay, we still have seven minutes. We'll talk until four o'clock. Don't worry. So we're chatting to Palisa Mukubung. She's a founder and creative director of Mansu right here on Fashionable um, Fridays. It's that kind of interview that you you just, you don't want it to end. Now, let's talk about Stone Cherry, mm. uh, which was um, run good by my good friend, Ken mm, Good days. Ken Sani. So you're a top designer there. I was actually a junior designer, guys. I was I was the youngest of the team. I had two other designers who were seniors, but I think I was the hungriest. Mm. I was definitely the hungriest, yes. Yeah, well, you see, age has nothing to do with it. Because no. then, chances are you were more creative. Yeah, no, even I was... Even better than those who were older than you and more passionate. Definitely, definitely. Because I, I left before them and... Uh, I went on to do great things, mm. and I still am still in contact with them. They are still in that space, yeah. but uh, we're not doing it the same way. So let's talk about um, education. Mm. I understand you decided to take an academic sabbatical. I had to Glenn. I had to Glenn from 2011 to 2013, and went back to school to get your bachelor's degree in fashion design. How did this change the outlook for you? I mean, really, I mean, you know, going I had to, to school Glenn. I had to, you is know, not an easy thing. I went to school when I was 30. So mm. my classmates were 17 year olds, 18. And imagine, I, they were never loafer all the time. <laughs> at some point, I was the only person in the class at some point. But um, I had to do it because, you know, because I knew when I was 10 years old that I was a creative, that's always come easy for me. Mm. And I don't think I took it to heart or to mind or, you know, uh, thought it was special enough until I started working in the industry and working for a while in the industry and kind of hitting the ceiling. Yes, yes. Quite early in my life, in my 20s, I already knew what I wanted to do. Mm. I didn't go to, I went to fashion school and I walked out of class. I walked out of class in my first year mm. and I went to look for a job as a salesperson. That's when I met Kenzie oh, okay. and I never went back to school. And, and and then I worked in the industry. So it was very easy uh, uh, f- for me in the earlier days. And then yeah. I hit a ceiling. And I knew that this is what, even though I had hit ceiling or rock bottom, so yeah. to speak, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. And I love being at the bottom because I had everything to gain. So I started from scratch and I built my brand from scratch. And I went to school from scratch. I yeah. studied. I went full time. I studied full time. And I did my got my BA degree in fashion design, and I learned a lot about business. I knew the creative side, yeah. And even then, I was still open minded, you know, about a lot of techniques. I did not know I was so interested in textile um, until I didn't even know textile was a subject. You know, mm. we I didn't know textile was a subject. I hadn't been in school in over ten years. Um, so I learned a lot about business, though. I paid a lot of attention when it came to, you know, just business modules. And then I built my 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 business from dress to dress again. So the success that I have now, that the brand has now, is the success that came after education. So I know what it's like to, to be a self-taught designer mm, yes, and yes. to be a designer that has education. And yeah. I'm telling you that you need it. Makes it is the greatest difference. gift you can ever give to yourself. Makes a huge difference. Yeah. So the brand is 17 years old. Yeah. I mean, if you if you take old. that, if you have that, if you have that, eighteen, eight of those years or seven of those years, Benglala Joe, or, yeah. or eight or nine, Benglala. Because I was so, it just came so easy for yeah, me. And yeah. opportunities also came easy. And, and, and then it was not the same as it is now. Now there are a lot of designers. Of course. A lot. Back then it was a 
handful, yeah. you know, of us. Black, young, female, not, not even, you know. There were a lot of white designers back then. And uh, so I played. A lot of opportunities just came to me. I took them. I built a brand. I built a following. I had some kind of a cult, you know, following people who were, you know, diehard fans. But I did not have the right mindset, the right education, the right, uh, you know, foresight and um, and just, yeah, the right vision, I guess. So so the eight years now that you're seeing is everything. That that was just foundation. So tell me this. Um, let's talk about the, you know, uh, the development of the South African fashion industry, you know, from when, when you started mm. till now. Mm. Just how it's been? Yeah. It's been strange. It's been strange. You know, back then we didn't have... Social media. I yeah. back then, I'm so young. Uh, I say back then because I was really challenged, you know, as a young creative. I had all this energy, all this this passion, and I really did not have the platforms. Right now, I don't need anyone. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I, I mean, I've got a team. I've got a team, but. We can take, we don't need to do shows. We do them because we want them. We want to do them. We do them because we value the platform. We do them because we want to inspire. But we can afford to take a break from showcasing. Because you can showcase in your own studio. With it, with your own cameras. Absolutely. At your own time. With you as the the lead person. So if I do a show at f- like like Free State Fashion Week, I do it because it means a lot to me and I want I feel like I I'm going to add value to it and and so it was very different. Right now people can tell can tell their own stories. Back then I couldn't. I needed to supply a store. Now I don't have a store. I don't have a sup- I don't supply a store. I sell from my own store and I've got a warehouse where I have my store, my production area, my my showroom, my office, my it is the it's the headquarters. I do everything from there. I also feed my online store uh, from there. Uh, and those are the, my two main channels. And then recently we've just launched an international online store. And we've just also launched a platform where you can buy um, now and pay later. All from this mind. So and quickly, my small team. Before we go to the news, so Give us the you know your 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 your, your social media. Uh, so so you can find me at p at Palisam Gubung across the board. So, okay. so yeah, and that that easier. I will be loading some info regarding Free State Fashion Week. Okay. I'm looking forward to going there and seeing what talent is going to come out of there. I'm very passionate. I love my I love my hometown. Absolutely fantastic, Palisa. What a pleasure chatting Thank to you. Thank you so much. A founder and creative director of Mansu. Radio 2000 is a Friday, y'all. It is 4 p.m. Jeez.